explores internet culture with weird stories that we find on the internet. Imagine that you are at the diving block and it is the 2008 Summer Olympics. Okay. And you're Michael Phelps and you see Ryan Lotke over there, but you're not worried because you just took a fatty fucking bong rip of that good, good kush. But that smoke isn't smoke, it's information? It's anecdotal stories about the internet told through the prism of comedians. And that gold medal is an amazing podcast you just downloaded. It's extremely internet. Welcome to the show, guys. Whoa, where am I? (laughs) Yo, I was just on a diving block. And now I'm in the valley. (laughs) Hell yeah. Now you're in fucking Burbank, bitches. Uh, I am one of your hosts. The entertainment capital of the world. The entertainment capital of... The Valley. And, <laughs> uh, we have a fucking banger of an episode in store for you. I'm Kyle Anderson, the uh, the, the the caped crusader <laughs> and the boy wonder, uh, joined as always. Mitch Holloman. I would like to be, though, I would rather, okay, because like, right, like, do you remember when Robin like came into the live action movies, like the first ones? Yeah. Uh, and like the, was that the Val Kilmer they one? It became awful. No, 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 no. Yeah, they became yeah, yeah. sexy. Oh, shit. They became so sexy. And I want to be that Mitch, Robin. Which brings the sex to the pod. <laughs> we're, uh, we're joined by Bane herself. <laughs> uh, hi, it's me, everyone's favorite dumb bitch, uh, Gracie Todd. And we have our guest. Is it my turn? Yeah. <laughs> you can be the Riddler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello. <laughs> Wait, so I, I introduced myself? Yeah, no. Oh, all right. Uh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I, I forgot. Um, yeah, I'm Paul, Elia. The, the comedian. The comedian. I'm, I'm, I'm the comedian, D-A. <laughs> but all lowercase. That's the Facebook. No capital. That's a, that's, yeah. you know, I'm on Facebook, DMM. Um, <laughs> That's me. Um, oh, we got, yeah. We got a fun up in store for you, I'm sure. What, what do we got, buddy? Yeah, what do we got, buddy? Are we doing a palate cleanser at the top? Yeah, we are. Mm, um, some of our stories are a little I, dark, uh, so we kind of we do a, we do a fun little palate cleanser, a little, oh. mini, a little mini story at the top. Oh, a, oh, okay, not actual kinda, like no, like we're not, we're not going to eat liquid. ginger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome to our podcast, Riffs and Ginger. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Riffs and ginger. Yeah, riffs and ginger is hilarious. Sounds like a bunch of redheads just talking about. It's it's like a redhead's like right activist lawyer. Yeah, yeah, but people are like, you gotta change the name from ginger. (laughs) Ginger is a slur. How else are they gonna know? I don't care how soft of a G you use. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Show me another word that refers to people red hair. (laughs) Reddies, reddies are fucked up. Hot and ready's? No. Hot and ready's. That's pizza. That's what I call Karen Gillen. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right, where are we? Are we still in the, with Michael Phelps? I just want to no, make sure. No, we're, Michael Phelps is far in the past. Okay, he's done. I think 
I think I might have disassociated for Michael Phelps. Yeah, no, I mean, oh no, he's great, man, from Michigan. Wait, do you mean it completely? Like <laughs> the, don't remember the whole Michigan thing? I don't remember great. the. the yeah. Plays. I was like, yeah, nothing else in the back, and I'd be like, no, he's great from Michigan. Yeah, I swear to God, I'm from Michigan. Honestly, was he I'm on Wheaties? He's, he's a great swimmer, worst SNL host of all time. <laughs> Wait, he had an SNL episode? Yeah, and he's like made of cardboard and has no timing. <laughs> he's the worst. Man, you described a lot of actors. <laughs> there we go. You described a lot of people. So China has like their own version of YouTube that's, I, I believe, a good bit more popular. It's called uh, Douyu. Do you. I'm not going to ever do pronounce you. it. Just do you, girl. It's D-O-U-Y-U. Like right B-U. But <laughs> do you, boo. Do you, boo. They have, uh, you know, they have YouTubers. A big thing they, they have is, uh, like, beauty vloggers. <laughs> uh, be, so, yeah, that makes sense. That would be big like, bad. beauty vloggers or people who will uh, post videos of them, like, lip syncing. Like, they use it, like, TikTok a lot, too. Oh, dude, I love Japan. There's Yo, all kinds what of... What is TikTok? I still don't understand. Oh, it's, it's... Oh, no. Crazy. You're about to get a schooling, dude. <laughs> I really like TikTok. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, yo, hey, Gracie, yo. Gracie just stood up to yeah. say that as yeah. though she was going to have to rap battle somebody or yeah. like go in a Yo Mama battle against <laughs> Wilder Valderrama. And she's wearing a magic school bus shirt. Like, that's like... <laughs> she's about to give me some lullaby rhymes. <laughs> I tell you why you a dumbest bitch. It's because you're stupid and... Man, nothing good rhymes with frizzle. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so TikTok. Who who is that? Uh, it's millennials. Excuse me. It's oh yeah. <laughs> it's millennials. millennials? Um, no, it's the generation after millennials. Really. Oh yeah, it's Gen X. Gen Z. Gen Z. Gen Z. Gen Z. It's basically you're so out of touch, kids. Grace. Gen Z. Okay, Dog, you're I'm so out of touch. You sound like someone trying to say Lindsay, but you just can't pronounce the L. <laughs> Gen, so, Z, Gen Z Cohen, she wrote uh, Orange is the New Black, right? I hate that so much. So, so who, who it's TikTok? It's a bunch of Gen Zers doing like Vine, but like with more... Music. Music, based. and then like their weird dance moves. Like it's really weird. So this is not anything I shouldn't be investing time into. Oh, you should be 100% doing it all the time. Right? That's what people keep saying to me. Is they're like, oh, it's for children it's to so dance. Cringy. And I'm it's like, so, so I, I shouldn't I, I shouldn't be on an app for children to dance. Why are we why are we as entertainers <laughs> doing things that we don't want to do? Oh, no, like I why mean. is it like, oh, you gotta get on TikTok? Bro, I know a forty eight year old man who's a comic <laughs> and he's fucking Instagramming and he's like, Hey guys, it's before the show and then he goes, What the fuck am I doing? Oh my god. Why am I doing this? And guys, it's like imagine him on TikTok, bro. You guys you guys check out Doug Stanhope's TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just Doug Stanhope being like, Why are you so obsessed with me? There's like some bigger like Howie Mandel's on TikTok, dude. I swear to God. Oh my god. It's so bad. It's, there's a lot of people like there's a lot of Chris kids Delia's on there. On. So there's a lot of fucking just people. There's a lot of followers. I guess it's just on. what we have to do. It's, yeah. really, it's, it's, it, to it's an it's a necessary thing that is now happening. Did you Vine? I, I was Vining. Yeah, I, I found Vine fun, and then TikTok is like the same as Vine, with it being just like a really short format, and you can edit the videos into little clips. But primarily, it's lip syncing. Yeah. For some reason, but, but people, people will also do like do, comedy videos yeah. of them talking and shit, or they'll take a speech. 
and like lip sync that. Like it, honestly, you want to know something that is weirdly popular on there? Hmm. People will lip sync other people's stand up bits. Yeah, and it's bad. Like not comedians, but like normal people and will like, l- like lip sync a John Mulaney bit while they're like driving their truck. Yeah, I'm not good at <laughs> lip syncing. I'm that's not my thing. <laughs> Hey, dude, don't, yeah, don't fucking Honestly, if I ever work for the dude. government, they want me to read lips. I'm like, I think he's saying something about sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> he keeps saying porta subs. <laughs> he keeps saying porta subs. Uh, okay, well, they have they have a lot of like that that populates a lot of this website or beauty yeah. vloggers and people lip syncing. What was it? Doug Trio? Do you? Do you? Okay, so yeah. so this YouTube video in China has these has this app that people use it's like it's like a youtube yeah and people are basically using it like tiktok and it's becoming the biggest sensation yeah well it is it's one of the biggest sensations it's already established it's what we want to talk about is a specific vlogger this is your highness kyo bilu okay i love her she so far looks exactly like the person i expected to be on chinese tiktok yeah so that checks out now She's been praised for some time for her sweet and healing voice and cute features. She has yeah, like uh, me, like my stand-up. <laughs> that is the review sweet I get of and healing. Yeah. Sweet and healing. She has a little over a uh, hundred thousand uh, followers. That was when this was written, which was uh, a month ago. Mm-hmm. That is so point point zero zero one percent of the Chinese hilarious. population. Recently, hilarious. though, she was. This was last month. She was doing a live stream. She was live streaming when, when suddenly something happened. Oh, no. And uh, she didn't notice what had happened for some time, but her viewers did immediately. You see, it turns out that your highness had been using what's called a, a beauty filter. Whoa! And is actually a 58-year-old woman. No! She was like live. I knew, I knew there was a filter in the beginning. So, yeah, I just didn't think it was that. Yeah, bro, her cheekbones were on her forehead. This chick looks like she's about to. There's the side by side. This chick is like about to fucking confuse Spider Man. Wait, how did she do that? (laughs) Right, so she's straight up Mysterioing these people. Get your yeah. reference. Oh, the, the pot. Pot. That's a very far. That joke was far from great. Wait, I don't. <laughs> that was very far from me. <laughs> I don't understand. So, so, so the fact that she doesn't look the way she looks, this is causing people are like, "This is bullshit." You're, you're. A fake. Well, people at first freaked out. They were like, like a in right. droves. They viewers they abandoned the live stream. The show Catfish in China to prep them for this. So yeah, they were. hilarious. <laughs> We're we're very you know yeah that's yeah white yeah privilege. yeah white privilege is just seeing the show catfish. I mean for for a country that serves so much fish, how do you not have catfish? Joke of the pod. Oh my god. Um, but uh, so initially, like there were there were people like upset and outraged, but then uh, it was followed by a, a flow of support, and and she's even now. Begun uh, advertising the the cameras, the webcams that she uses to do it. <laughs> this is the best webcam for lying. I promise you. Guys. Yeah. So this can this this uh, this episode of I fucked up is sponsored by <laughs> the Panasonic bullshit 90T. Yeah, 90T. You want to hear the T? Well, <laughs> yeah, here it is. 
And I have not checked back in on her, but uh, seemingly things are going well for her now. You know, like it, yeah. she gets to be more open. Uh, I do think she's still doing videos uh, with the alter ego. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It, it, it is yeah. an alter ego. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the thing is, is I don't know if this is like as big in, in China, <laughs> but in Japan. Split, but just with those two. <laughs> you know what this is like? You know what this is like for me? So um, th- th- this might be a little bit of a long-winded uh, note that I want to give. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to do my best to consolidate as fast as I can. Okay. <laughs> okay. Do you guys watch wrestling? WWE. Oh, remember that? Kyle does. That's okay. a I thought Kane was from hell. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> when I was a kid, I was like, he is from hell. Yeah. He has a burnt face. His whole body is burnt from this accident that happened yeah. with The Undertaker. <laughs> and when their parents' house got set on fire. And now and it turned out that Kane started the fire. Then Kane started the fire. And then I kind of stopped watching wrestling like around that time. And then I turned <laughs> it on and I'm like, they're like, Kane. I'm like, this motherfucker is fine. He has no burn marks. His face is fine. They eventually unmasked him. And then he became like a corporate tool. And so he was called Corporate Kane. And he wrestled in dress pants no. and dress shoes. No. No. I swear to God. He's this huge ripped guy, totally bald, wrestling in dress pants. Corporate Kane. Yeah. I thought he was from hell. I thought he was burned, and hey, all baby. that was a lie. Corporate, Corporate is, hell. is hell, exactly. Yo. You know what I'm saying? So We're I think artists. this is this. She is Kane. Like yeah. to me, <laughs> <laughs> she's breaking Kane. She got unmasked, yeah. and it's like what? No, that's literally me rebranding in six months when I get a real job. Just <laughs> as Corporate Gracie. Yeah. <laughs> Corporate Grace. And you wrestle in fucking dress shoes. <laughs> Everyone's favorite accountant. <laughs> Everyone's favorite dumbass. People, no, people used to call him the devil's favorite demon, and then what? they called him. Yeah, that was like Kane's moniker when you were when you knew him. Yeah. And then they literally called him like the devil's favorite CFO. <laughs> I'm not kidding, bro. I thought he was. That's dead. good shit. You know, honestly, when I found out, like, I was like, none of this is real. And, like, I was, like, I was so believing it. I was like, Undertaker's from hell, also. Well, he's, he's more of an ev- undead wizard. Yeah. What was, what was the age, what was this age range for you, like, that you were watching this? Man, I was like... 26. <laughs> yeah, I was 28. <laughs> I just had my second from, like, kid. <laughs> I'd say I was obsessed with it from, like... Nine to like okay. eleven. No, oh, yeah, no, actually a little younger. Probably from like eight <laughs> to like fourteen. Oh, okay. From eight to fourteen. All right, too old. Right. All gonna wrestling. Say it. Gonna say it. Too old to believe it. Too old to believe it. Oh yeah, yeah I know. See what sucks for me. Maybe the worst ages to be around a boy. <laughs> like eight to fourteen. But because it's because I'm so naive. Like I was so naive, yeah. and I used to believe everything. That when I was watching this wrestling shit, I was just like, yo, man, uh, Vince McMahon and, and Stone Cold hate each other. Oh, I was man. like, I wish they could be friends. And like, I'm like, man, I wish they would. That like, actually probably is true. That, that probably was not like a boyhood fantasy. That, that one probably was factual. Well, yeah, well mean, it turns out they liked each other. Like, it turns no, out it was all fake. All of it was fake. Oh, we're making each other... Hundreds of millions of dollars. Remember, <laughs> remember they would hit people with steel chairs. 
Dude, my favorite was Mick get, Foley, dude. He would get the steel chair wrapped around his head. He would get what so I love. About he got Mick shot Foley. in the head once. <laughs> they took him out. Straight up, took a shotgun. No, and he came back the next day. Do you remember him and Undertaker going through the steel cage? Yeah. Oh, so when he choked, got his nose ripped off. Oh, I just want to explain this to I you. Don't, I don't know. So there's a hell wrestling. in a cell. I don't know if you've ever seen the visual, but it's a giant steel cage all around the ring. Like right? in the original Spider-Man. Yes, like in the okay. original Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it's like 50 feet high, though, right? Yeah. Okay. Sometimes the guys will go up and fight on top of it, and okay. it's really no. exciting. No. It's dope. And they would do and, these crazy stuff. They would do these stuff, right? And he was supposed to choke slam him and just hit him on it, right? Which is like you grab the guy by his throat and Hot. slam him down. Okay. Yeah. But it broke, and this wasn't planned. It was totally fucking real. And it broke, and he just slammed him 50 feet down into the middle of the ring, and they all like thought he was paralyzed. Like, one of my no, one of my favorite things about that is he gets up afterwards, and he's like visibly hurt, but still trying to be theatrical for it. He like slides out of the ring and picks up the staircase. They have these metal staircases that you can walk up to the ring, and he almost references to Undertaker to hit him with it. And has him hit him in the shoulder, and I swear to God, I think Undertaker like resets his shoulder during the fucking match. If you watch this part, like he like basically begs him to hit him, and Undertaker's like, "I got you, dog." The, the picture, the wow. picture after the the match is because they also had a steel his chair. tooth went through his nose. Yeah, his tooth went up through his. It came out when he yeah. fell, and it pee. shot up through his nose. It's it's the gnarliest thing. Ever, yeah. Maybe. Watch it right he, after this. He, that match was the most intense thing I've ever seen to this day. And especially if you're a kid, yeah. you're like, oh, fuck, no, I love Mick Foley so much, and he's fighting a demon from hell who's oh. slamming him 50 feet into the I was the like, this has to be real. But That's at I the was time, like, real. he was not Mick Foley. It was the right. Undertaker versus Mankind. Oh, he was Mankind. Which the idea was he had, like, this leather half mask. And he was—he'd wear like a dress shirt, like a tie that was all fucked up. And he had a he, sock. Yeah, he had—he had a sock that he talked to. I want to write for wrestling so bad. You, and he would shove that sock into people's mouths and drag them around by it. Their man, his the mandible claw. claw. But he, his thing was that he was like the inner machinations of all of mankind's deepest thoughts. Like How, he should have won an person. Oscar. He's incredible. He should have. He won would an do award. these. He would do these promos in the boiler room under the stadium, and so there's just like all these boilers and shit. And he's like, oh, "I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you." Wait, is this is this Paul Bear? No. Well, yeah. I'm get, I'm going into Paul a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> My McFoley's not that far. Yeah, your McFoley's hella Paul Bear. You're a good man. Guys, today's sources. <laughs> Our David Kushner with GQ, so you know he's got to be a dope dude. <laughs> <laughs> and Brooke Stanglin with ABC's 2020. What a stang on. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> she told me to say it. Okay, she emailed me okay. and said, This is my intro. And she called me a bitch. I wasn't even bald. It's weird. Paul, Paul emailed me and was like, I need you to talk about Michael Phelps for minimum <laughs> a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I did. The funniest part of all that is just emailing you that. Yeah, yeah. email back and forth with the signature at the end. Yeah, yeah. I love an email that says, this email is only meant for the designated correspondent. It has like this big It does make it feel it. like it's a- capable of deleting itself. Yeah, that's, that's honestly the disclaimer I send with every dick pic. I'm like, this... <laughs> 
This is only intended to the recipient. If received, please delete immediately. Every dick pic three minutes just, after, like in the spy movies. You just send like, a video, and at some point, it just says, for your consideration. Joke of the pod. For your consideration. You just send a dick with FYS. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see. Anthony Curcio was born on September 1st, 1980, in Monroe, Washington. Curcio's father was a former statewide receiver at the University of Idaho, and he and his wife ran a successful landscaping company. <laughs> like, like most washed-up athletes, he goes into the landscaping industry. Yeah. <laughs> Bustling. All right, cool. So following in his father's footsteps, Anthony excelled in basketball and football, breaking all receiving records at Monroe High School. He was, okay. he was a... Uh, he was raising his boy. He was, he was doing great. Anthony's... This kid is ruling. Yeah. No, he's, he's great. He was popular and talented. Sometimes. He was even dating the school's cheerleading captain, a girl named Emily. <laughs> this sounds like you're setting up, like, in the 50s when they'd have those, like, no-smoking, like, anti-weed, like, movies. <laughs> they'd be like, Billy's the wide receiver, breaking every record at school, and he's even going steady with his girlfriend, Sally. <laughs> Be awful if something were to happen to him, like a jazz cigarette. But and, the, like a jazz cigarette. and the music is like, <laughs> that is what this guy's life was like, though. Like in high school, that is exactly he was American the all-American dream yeah. boy. He was the town fucking golden boy. So so far, what we've accomplished to from this story so far is that there's a guy who's uh, who's like debonair. And that's it? Mm-hmm. He's just crushing yes. life. Okay. Yeah. He's in high yeah. school he's so far, him. but he's crushing. He's, How's he crushing life? What is he doing? He's a wide receiver. He's fucking got a hot cheerleader. He's okay, so yeah. so 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 basically this all-American guy, yeah. attractive yeah. guy, hot girlfriend. Just yeah. set up for a great future. Okay, great. Just gonna have, nothing is going to change that, and he's going to that's keep. it, guys. Thanks for listening. To and, <laughs> and don't tell me that he also did this, what this Asian woman did. But really, <laughs> what if she's him, too? Yeah. Yo. <laughs> Yo, if she's him, Paul's, I'm gonna be so cracking up. this shit wide open. Yo, <laughs> don't tell me she's him. <laughs> don't, bro. Oh, I can't handle it. Honestly, fucking. She's him and the girl. Oh my god, yo, she's both of them. This is Black Mirror, bro. Dude. Where are Max and Neve when this you is fucking Black need Mirror? Oh my god, don't say she. Don't say he's Kane. <laughs> don't do that either. <laughs> Oh, yeah, he's All right, so who is he? <laughs> After graduation, Curzio received a scholarship to play football at Idaho State College, the same one that his father went to. So that was like, you know, going in his father's footsteps. During practice one day, he tore his anterior cruciate ligament. I- ACL. ACL, baby, that's a tough oh, one. Oh, tight. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tight. ACL is a tough <laughs> one to come back. Thanks a lot, ACL's Brooke. Yeah, Brooke. That's like nine months minimum rehab on that. That's yeah, crazy. yeah. I mean, he's he's not totally fucked, but yeah. he, but it's it's yeah. definitely a uh, a huge setback. Yeah, it's a huge setback. It, early in her career. It, 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 uh, if any actors are listening, this is equivalent to your agent and manager leaving you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, AGL. AGL. <laughs> <laughs> um, <Agentless>. <laughs> <laughs> So it it like it yeah, it fucked up his whole college career. Yeah. He it was 
So what happened? Did he still go to college? Uh, well, he, he did continue going to college, but he also uh, started taking Vicodin. Hey, because who don't? <laughs> you know, you're in college, you're yeah. experimenting, you're on Vicodin. And uh, he... But that makes sense with the ACL tear. He got super disorder. addicted, not just because of the pain, but also because it was like he's said this in interviews. <laughs> just has a gauntlet. Yeah. With... <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. So, so he's addicted. Yeah, he's addicted, and uh, he talked about a lot of the reason was like he felt like, like yes, maybe he could have done nine months rehab and potentially reworked getting back into there, but this was the end to him. Like he was missing an entire uh, year of school, mm-hmm. like of a season of, of ball. So, Is the girl with him. Yeah, they're still together. Good for her. Um, and uh, he was just feeling like really shitty about himself, so he She's got addicted. By her man, even though he has so where, to where, sit. Where, so where is he now? He's still going to Idaho uh, for a little bit, and then uh, his prescriptions started running out. Okay, you know, because the, the accident would only get him. Well, he'll, he'll probably take that, that for so well. long. Yeah, that's well, how addiction works. Well, time to end this, I guess. <laughs> he started forging prescriptions, or. He would injure himself to get new prescriptions. Like one time, uh, he kicked his coffee table until he broke his foot and then went to the hospital. Did this really happen? Yeah. Ooh. Okay. I've never wanted to get that stoned. (laughs) Dude, are you friends with no doctors? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you got to start just going to doctor bars and hanging out, bro. (laughs) This oh, Dr. Bars, the yeah. The They're called Hooters. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Those are Dr. Bars. What you need to do is get a job at Hooters. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, you go to Red Robin, all physicians. Vicodin, yum. <laughs> okay, but like... <laughs> you have to... If, you're, if your level of addiction is to where you're like not even considering your health so much that you're willing to injure yourself to that point, just buy heroin... You're in Washington. Go to Seattle. He had a coffee table. Well, he could have traded such that a for mom heroin. Thing to be addicted to. It's just such a mom. Drug. I have a I have a cousin of mine who uh, he works in a lab and they do drug testing for like people that are on uh, Percocet, you know, Klonopin, like any like hard like type of drug. Mm-hmm. Actually, you say off Percocet. Yeah, off. Is, it, is that like <laughs> off Broadway? <laughs> it's off Broadway Percocet. <laughs> oh my god, please don't die. Yeah, no, I want to die. I want, oh my I god. want off Broadway Percocet to Yo, be the last thing I fucking said. So, in my so life. Funny. Yo, that is a hilarious thing that last word. Any last words? <laughs> off Broadway Percocet. Off Broadway so, Percocet. People are like, what does that mean? He, he, he used to. So it's like drug testing, people get addicted to these drugs and they honestly do things like that. Like they hurt themselves. So the yeah. doctor, like if that guy were to die, let's say that kid were to kick his leg to the point where let's say he slipped and fell, cracked his head, he died. Or some freak acts of him trying to hurt himself. Yeah. In whatever way he does it, he hurts himself. They're going to do a paper trail and say who gave this man this prescription. They're going to find out it's that doctor and that doctor's going to prison. Wait, so these what? are the, so basically the, the hard drug laws now are basically like, uh, uh, during the Hillary campaign, she she really pushed for like this 
thing of like people need to be drug tested. We can't be giving out hard drugs. Which is why I say lock her up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? At least lock her up in a way where she has to press down on the lock and open it. <laughs> <laughs> Make it a little harder. Child lock her up. <laughs> Child lock her up. So, <laughs> dude, she, so this is like a big, this is a big issue right now because this is what happens. Like, imagine this guy, he tore his ACL. Mm-hmm. Let's say he, he wasn't, uh, let's say he, they found out he was addicted to these drugs and a doctor were to stop it before it happened. And then let's say he took his rehab more seriously yeah. and all of a sudden he's back in the league and now he's in the NFL and now he's one of the best Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Right, right. Like this shit could happen. So that's why it's yeah. like drugs, bro, are fucking dangerous because they have the ability to completely change your life. Yeah, change the trajectory for yeah. you. Yeah, man. Because like addiction is what like like this is just so like I I had a I heard a story of this dude who uh, he he never had sex and his and he's like eighteen years old. Same. Hilarious. <laughs> 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 the story is about that gentleman to my left and I. No. So so this dude never had sex. So fucked up, man. So he's basically so religious. He was, yeah, like, you he was so Jesus. Catholic. He was so Catholic. He goes, I'm not going to have sex until I'm married. Like he's like following this like, yeah. like out of love for God and Jesus and, and like his own yeah. whatever. And fear. So, so he's, he's about to get married. <laughs> he's, he's, he's about to get married and he's so nervous to have sex with his wife for the first time that he gets a prostitute. And he goes, let me lose my virginity to this prostitute so I can learn to have sex so I can please my wife because this is going to be the first time and I want it to be special and I just want to know what I'm doing. So he decided to get a prostitute. This guy got addicted to prostitutes. And this Whoa. guy completely fell into this hole of like insanity, right? He couldn't, he couldn't stop himself from doing it, right? So then I asked myself, I'm like, Jesus. is he to blame? Like, it's like, it's all your fault. But like his intentions were, I just want to make my wife, so I'm going to do this thing. Prescription drugs are, I think, exactly like that. Like these drugs. It's like, it's like that no, 100%. same thing. <laughs> Right? I'm sorry, I just didn't realize you got the representative from Dick. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've been, so drugs I've been are fighting hookers. to find Listen. a joke through this. I've been looking if for you a do fun. Percent, you will be addicted to hookers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you're uh, dick. But yo, is that, but, but did you guys feel that way about like drugs, like this situation? Like, like do you also feel like, bro, it's so unfortunate? Like this no, guy's a being lot hypnotized? Of, like, I felt like yeah. a lot, when I got like a lot of my friends in my friend group from high school and stuff, they all started working at like this one Walmart and they all got hooked on heroin. And it's like, is that on them or is that on the two guys who worked at that Walmart who were selling everybody heroin? You know, like who's, yeah, I don't know. I do want to say though, like if I'm at a Walmart and someone offers me heroin, I'm going to say no. But have you ever worked maybe at a Walmart? Maybe a Target, maybe. Target heroin's Target heroin. <laughs> I did Trader Joe's heroin. No one's heroin. ever offered me heroin. If I can get the heroin heroin. Never. Like, I wish I could say the same. I mean, I've I've never been. I mean, yeah, no, you don't get, you the don't, kind I've of thing that gets addict. offered. Nobody ever brings out a platter and is like heroin, heroin. Yeah, heroin? like in movies, heroin? they always make it seem like I don't know where coke is presented and they do it. But it's like I've seen people do coke and they don't want to share it. Uh, <laughs> they rarely to want to share it. Different. Oh yeah, if you're yeah yeah. Well, and that's the thing. It's like uh, offering drugs to. I don't know, man. I just feel a certain way about like drugs, man. Like, and like what it can do, man. Cause I feel so bad for people like that because yeah. I know so, cause I used to play football in high school and like, I wanted to play in college. I even tried out for my college team. Like I was like, yeah. I'm, I want to be an athlete my whole life. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's what I want to do. 
Same. And I, yeah, so yeah. I know people who have just, they're so talented. Their lives. Oh my God. Well, this guy actually uh, winds up after tearing his ACL becoming a comedian. And so becomes a comic. That's where we're going. Oh, let's fucking. Let's Who's a comic? Right, we're not. Like, no, that would yeah. be too close to home for all of us <laughs> to know who the comic is. No, he's not a comic. Oh, he's not a comic. Oh, a, he becomes no, a comic. I'm being a mean, mean asshole. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he becomes a comic. But you're like, and that's what happened to Adam Ray. He and his name, <laughs> Lenny Bruce. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And his name, things. Bill Cosby. Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> this is the story. It all started with an ACL. <laughs> I'll start with an ACL. Uh, so he would do anything, though, like beyond just. I guess I, I probably should have saved injuring himself for last. He was stealing things from friends' medicine cabinets, stealing uh, furniture from the school, and selling it on eBay. Yo, that is ballsy. He would also. Searchable. And I have no clue how he did this counterfeited prized baseball cards and sold them for thousands of dollars. I support him. And as far as I can tell, that never came back on him. But I like how two of his ideas were, okay, I will very, very accurately counterfeit baseball cards or I could just kick my foot against my table (laughs) real hard. Those are two very drastically different directions. Uh, He and Emily wound up getting married while they were still in college. Uh, They... Started a family, like, pretty early. She, she got pregnant. Uh, his addiction was getting stronger. And I, at some point, he did uh, either leave school or get kicked out of school and then forged a scholarship to another school. Okay. Forged a scholarship? Yes. How do you... He got I caught. I didn't know that was an option. <laughs> I would have been faking scholarships for all kinds of right? shit. He got caught, and Jesus. it, like, it didn't... Go well. Sure. Yeah. That's how that ends. After that, uh, as a means of like trying to support his new family. He's, he's spiraling harder than those footballs he used to catch. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, he saw an opportunity for fast cash in the booming real estate market. This was. Is he, still, is he still addicted at what? this point? Yes. Like all yes. guys on Vicodin, he saw money in real estate. Yeah. So, so obviously he probably had rich parents because where's he getting this money from? Now, there was some time where during like this fixing up houses, it was he had gone to rehab for a little bit and he did get clean for a period of time. And he was like actually really, really seriously invested in his home flipping business. Like he would be... Up late at night, renovating crazy. houses for a good bit. Definitely yes. not on speed. Just up late, renovating Well, houses. what happened is that uh, the this was around the the 2008-ish uh, housing market crash. Mm-hmm. So he was making good money, and then all of a sudden, something he had everything invested in was just pointless and this was another thing that spent sent him spiraling again really our economy's acl tour that day (laughs) (laughs) uh so he then began doing significantly harder drugs he would stay up all night doing cocaine in the houses and renovating them i told you and these were houses that he like did not (sighs) he's just picking flooring but like so fast in the dark wash. <laughs> then there was one morning where he had to go and deposit a check. 
at Bank of America. Where are you getting this story from? This is from uh, several articles. Several right? articles. There's a bunch of different places yeah, that you can find this. Business. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what? What bank? Well, yeah. he did. Uh, His routing number was seven three. Yeah. He couldn't get an account at Chase. Now, a lot of things uh, like the information that it's sourced from. Now, there is plenty that's sourced from official records without giving too much away for where it's going um and uh this sounds like a commercial he for also Chase wrote a book <laughs> he wrote a book he wrote a book oh, okay. so like a lot of the info is like oh okay yeah, yeah, yeah his yeah, yeah, yeah. recounting of what yeah. happened so, so so he goes into the bank with a check then he was a uh, he was sitting outside in the parking lot in uh in a borrowed car he had to borrow his friend's car because his had had either broken down or yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. that's how that works risky favor sitting in the jack in the jack in the box parking lot Mm -hmm. okay eating jack in the box (laughs) looking at the bank his car had been repoed so had emily's and their house was on the verge of also being repossessed is he gonna rob this bank he felt that he had failed emily and his whole family he desperately wanted to be the man that he felt he used to be Jack in the box. <laughs> so he put on the round head. Yeah. And then he became there you know, this when world did this story needs. happen? What year was this? 2008. Yeah. Okay. Never okay, so, so what did he do? The year the Dark Knight came well, out, just for perspective. My grandpa robbed a bank. I was like, is this him? Then a Brinks armored car pulled up in Your front of the bank. Your grandpa robbed a bank? <laughs> okay, not my grandpa. Wait, what? Okay, no, no, no. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, the little pit in the Wait, story. What? what? Not my grandpa, my grand. No, my grandma's ex robbed a bank. Your grandma's like, fuck buddy robbed a bank? <laughs> and that's how she got with my grandma. This is a stick-up, see? Yeah, you know, I might even know it's good for ya. No, it's so funny because yeah. in the story, like, he was a realtor. Did he leave on a horse? They met in high school. <laughs> they met in high school. So, like, I was listening to the story. I was like, holy shit. Did your, did your grandma fuck out. Zorro? <laughs> <laughs> Chug up the pot. <laughs> Zoro comes on you, he comes on you in a Z. <laughs> oh, God. That's a lot of skeet. Yeah. Antonio Banderas is just banging your grandma. <laughs> okay, so I'd be so funny. jealous. I'd be so jealous. Oh, man. Okay, so we're, we're going to cover that one day. <laughs> is this story, dude? Yeah, back to this. So a Brinks armored car pulled up in front of the bank. Oh, shit. So the Brinks truck rolls okay. up hot. Yeah. And Anthony watched it <laughs> deliver bags of cash into the bank. He's uh-huh. sucking down curly fries. Later that night, he the Googled. The box makes this so much better. I yeah, don't know why. Is, I'm glad we have the flavor of each brand represented. Because <laughs> <laughs> some of these stories, it'll be like, he went to see a movie. And we're like, God, what fucking movie? <laughs> like, is, he, is this guy seeing Chicken Run? What was happening? <laughs> that night, Anthony Googled armored truck robbery. Uh-huh. That's, that's a very surface level Google. Just diving in. He just started looking stuff up online to see if, if it was even a possibility, if it's something that, right. that people had done, or if he felt that he could even work up the nerve to do it. Mm-hmm. Do you think he's the first person with Jack in the Box in his stomach to Google that? Like, I just want to know. <laughs> I think you exclusively Google that with yeah. Jack in the Box in your stomach. <laughs> 
what he wanted uh, were, in his words, instant results for his financial crisis, but he knew the idea of robbing an armored car was absurd. The more he researched, though, the more he thought it might actually be, like, fucking doable. Uh, dude, all you gotta do is just ask. <laughs> dude, the Brinks guys are fucking chill. Like, like, you know how if you go in Chipotle and you ask for a water cup and you fill it up with other soda, they're not allowed to say anything to you? <laughs> policy, it's like that, but with money. Back <laughs> is the money. Uh, um... Uh, according to his research, people were doing it all the time, all over the country. A robber in Florida had stolen 1.8 million from an armored car, armored car then vanished the completely. Cars are offended when you don't steal from me. Like, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with my car? Yeah. One in D.C. had succeeded by simply dressing up as a Brinks employee, grabbing the cash, and walking away. Okay, I mean that's pretty simple. So Anthony was like, "I can fucking do this." All he needed to do was disable the guards, but he would not use a gun. He did not want to, like... That was not something he was comfortable with. He has a Batman-like code. No, is, is this an Adam Sandler movie? <laughs> <laughs> it's about to be. Okay, go ahead. Mr. Brinks. Yeah, honestly, that's what it'll be called, Mr. Brinks. Honestly, Adam Sandler's gonna make this movie. <laughs> So he started, he went on YouTube and he started looking up videos of people getting pepper sprayed. Okay. Hey, why not? Which is usually what I do for this podcast for preparation. How do y'all come? Because that's how I do it. So so he basically wants to pepper spray them? Yeah. Uh, But he didn't, he didn't feel that like completely confident in that without, you know, trying it. Mm -hmm. Oh, he pepper sprayed himself. Did he not? Give yourself a taste. Did he not? So he pepper sprayed himself. So he bought so a can. I'm, I'm really into this story. Like, like, like I, I must know. <laughs> he bought a can of bear mace. Bear mace. Bear mace. Bear mace. He waited for his wife and daughter to be out of the out of the house one day. He so he got the right to bear. He goes out back. He out bear, bear mace. mace. It sounds like a French restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> bear mace. <laughs> okay. I just like hunters using bear mace. That's so funny. It's, it seems like if you go on a date with a bear and he gets too handsy, uh, you bring out your bear mace. Oh god! You ever accidentally bring your rabbit mace against your? Face? <laughs> this isn't doing anything. Yeah. Fuck. So we walked bear out mace back. Also for hairy gay men. All right, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. No, but a bear mace, that's more of like a it's like a it's an anal. Um You said it's more of an anal. It's more of an anal. <laughs> he walked out back with a can of bear mace and a bowl of milk. Alright. What? How else do you All get a bear? No. All part of a balanced breakfast. Oh, are you serious? He wanted to try the mace on a bear? No, no. Oh, okay. That would be awesome, though. Wait, yeah. what's the milk for? The He's trying to, to get a person to, to Oh, no, because milk, you put on your eyes, and it's supposed yeah, to, like, like stop you, it. Have you ever, like, are cutting jalapenos? And you yeah, them? yeah. So he didn't just, like... But, it, but it's, it's, this was in L.A., so he used oat milk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It doesn't work Got out. it. <laughs> yeah. 
he didn't just like spray himself straight in the face. He like sprayed it in the air and then like perfume misted himself. He, like, like an Armenian. Go, okay, go like, walked like through he's it. walking through Sephora. Yeah, yeah. Bear mace. Great. It's like before the Delta flight takes off. <laughs> All that mist. All right, so then what? Bear mace, go on. It fucking hurt a lot. Right, right. He was in hella pain and he was like, dope, it works. Okay. That's... His quote on this was, I'm like, okay, this works. <laughs> That's a direct quote. So He's like a good writer. That's <laughs> like, like buying okay, a gun. and like, hold on, let me shoot myself first to make sure this hurts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yep. Bullets work. Maybe he just wanted to try what it was like to tear his ACL. <laughs> oh, honestly, like, that's, yep, actually pretty, that's actually pretty genius. <laughs> On with this respect, it's like he wants to know what they're gonna feel, so he knows what it's like, so he can act accordingly. Because what if he's like, yeah. "Oh, I noticed that I sprayed myself, and I uh, I can still like move my arms." Yeah. Let's say he goes, "I sprayed myself, and my arms couldn't even move." So he goes, yeah. "Cool, now I know that his arms don't move." So this is actually a well, very and calculated... a part of what I wonder. Yeah, nothing, really <clears throat> nothing I read like led me <laughs> to believe this this is evil this is why they say evil genius like because it takes well, a level of like insanity. that's why i was wondering though because of his and this is the only thing that makes me think this because of his like not wanting to use a gun maybe he was trying it out on himself to see that it wasn't like going to he was he didn't want to blind a person potentially so he's willing to blind like himself. i think he was sure. probably according to what he said he was making sure that it was effective enough he's but on, i also think he was maybe right? yeah okay I yeah don't think, like, i don't think you do the bear mace to yourself without giving yourself a little something yeah yeah, say, yeah like i could see him on coke macing himself i could see that I just I wish I wish the kid was like about to go play like the homecoming game and he's like in the locker room and he has like a weird like that's so raven like flash forward to himself like bear macing himself like, the fuck <laughs> he just has no context continues with his life <laughs> he then uh, used the bowl of milk to splash it into his eyes which is what he'd read online as the way to neutralize it. Uh, but planning the heist for him became a full-time job and kind of an addiction. Like you talked about with uh, the prostitute thing, his addictive personality translated into this became like a, like a, a sole focus of his. This uh -huh. is all he could think about, all he did. Online, he read all he could about Brinks and how it operates, their delivery systems, their tracking devices, the firearms used by its crews. Late at night, while his wife, who was now pregnant with their second child... Uh, and daughter were asleep. He chewed tobacco and mapped out the theft detail by detail. Okay. Being right. around this guy is the worst. He's just <laughs> chewing tobacco and like coke. <laughs> and he's like flipping houses. I do like to imagine that he is chewing coke too. He's not. Chewing coke. He's packing it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> So Curcio decided on the Bank of America in town because it edged up alongside the woods. And now this is, they live in Washington again. Yeah, they moved back to their hometown. He the has woods. the mace, yeah. so he's good. Yeah. He just brought it for bears. Yeah, just for bears. <laughs> Nothing for the robbery. Well, one of the big reasons that he chose this place was that right behind it, in those woods, was a creek. Which he thought was going to be the perfect getaway. You see, the plan... Because the stream flowed into the nearby Snohomish River. So the plan was to have a jet ski waiting in the creek. In a creek. 
Yo. Yo, is this Grand Theft Auto? <laughs> Ski into the creek is a dope escape plan. Yeah, I gotta say, I really like this guy's It's mind. also <laughs> a the, very the... coke-fueled escape plan. <laughs> Did he hit himself with the jet ski just to make sure that it was... <laughs> <laughs> well, he spent weeks digging out the channel, making sure that it was clear of, of, of everything, all this rocks, so that he could get away smoothly. Plan. Uh, he planted rebar stakes to mark his path along the way so that he wouldn't hit anything unexpected, and then he did a test run. Which, uh, uh, during which he uh, hit a boulder and cracked the jet ski's fiberglass shell. So he decided that instead, he would use an inner tube. Okay. Okay, he's not... <laughs> I mean, I really applaud him for his, like, because I think he's, at least he's, he's doing a careful robbery. Like, so most people are, like, smash and grab. Yeah, he and he, at least he, he submitted that this is not a smash and grab. He's I do. Planning, but the this is, is what happens when a bro, like a dude bro, tries to plan something. Yeah. <laughs> like, he is putting in the effort, titties. but his backup plan to a jet ski is like, all right, bro, like fucking roaring rapids then. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so he gets the raft? Yeah, he gets an inner tube. And now. I could only find this on the Wikipedia page, and I could not find any actual source for this, but it seems like what he did was he set up a system of, a, like, a lever pulley system, so he would be on the inner tube, and he could just kind of pull himself along the river. Again, I didn't find an actual source for that one, but I don't know how else it would work. Mm -hmm. And I love that he's now going to Home Alone Techniques. Yeah, I was about to say, it's like he's still planning, but he's somehow, like, he's getting more creative, but it's becoming more cartoony. Like, pretty soon yeah. his next idea is like, okay, the inner tube's not working, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to wear roller skates, and I got this big rocket that I'm going to put on my back. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm just going to kind of wily coyote yeah, off this big ramp. It's real wily coyote, yeah. like, he does plot. He, he's Looney Tunesing his way out of these situations. Yeah, yeah. So... Yeah, yeah, that's hilarious. When he wasn't uh, at the creek figuring out the getaway, he was casing the bank. Uh, what he would do is he, he took mortician's wax, which is like a, a thick paste, and, and it would leave his skin kind of swollen and red and irritated. It would just make him look like he had really bad skin, and he would dress up like a landscaper and just go landscape. So he, he would just go him. mow the lawn or blow shit off, like, and while he was doing that, presumably with his face all covered and red and splotchy, watch when the armored car you wouldn't know, come and go. With all the time he's been doing on this robbery, it seems like maybe he could have gotten a job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he, <laughs> seems, he's definitely putting a lot of effort. Like he said, planning this robbery is, was a full-time job. He's clearly willing to work. Yeah, yeah. He has the <laughs> ethic. It's like... He just needs, like, a, a sales position. <laughs> yeah. Is this the new Ocean's 14? <laughs> it's just one, him, one tweaker. Give yeah. a man a fish, he eats for a day. Teach a man to steal fish, mm. he eats forever. He eats forever. Forever. Forever, ever. Forever, forever, ever. Forever, forever. On the morning of September 9th, 2008, he prepared for a dry run. 
But he, he had a dry run? He prepared for one, but he panicked at the last minute. There were too many people at the place, and he didn't. He just got nervous. He ditched his landscaping disguise, disguise and radio behind a dumpster by the bank. Okay. Let's ditch it. Any so he quit. Other dumpster in the world than the dumpster at the bank. A little <laughs> bit later. I don't know. I think a dry run. I think a dry run is is he was gonna be there when the armored truck comes, okay. and he's gonna like maybe walk by stuff and like plan it to see if he can go there and probably yeah. probably okay. run in the raft and see if he can do that without anyone yeah. Seeing. Well, and also he did. Uh, I didn't mention this. His disguise was uh, a quick change disguise. He had made it so that it was just tear away with like Velcro. <laughs> So, like, as he was walking away, he would just, like, tear it off, and he had a wig that he would wear, so he would just uh, throw he that. Might have, he, he not, the ACL's not the only thing he right. tears. <laughs> he's, he might tore his ACL, but he's about to be on AGT with these quick changes. <laughs> <laughs> so, he ditched the landscaping disguise and radio behind the dumpster, and a little bit later, he drove back and jumped out of his SUV to grab the outfit, because I guess he, he had panicked, left it, and then was like, fuck, I have to go back and get it. Spider-Man grabbed his suit. He saw the trash can. <laughs> there was a homeless man standing nearby watching him. The homeless man even talked to him for a minute. But Anthony just shrugged it off and mm. went about his day. Oh, Late that night, while he worked on the scheme a little bit more, he listened to news. The news on the TV, God, what a weird phrasing. I could have fixed that. <laughs> Uh, about the impending $700 billion bank bailout. This enraged him. So whatever nerves he had that morning were fucking gone yeah, because, because he was, na- out. He was like, fuck yeah. that. Yeah. He, he said, uh, didn't the government know that the banks were at fault? He, he, was, he, like, he was furious. He felt that they were at fault. Yeah. He even one of the yeah, quotes he said he was, who's going to bail us out? Yeah, I, I'm right. kind of with him because fuck, like robbing a bank to me is like almost a victimless crime. Like as long as you don't like fucking terrorize the staff. Like yeah. if you just walk in with a note that's like, I'm robbing this bank, give me money. And they just give you five grand and you leave. Like I kind of. Five grand. Care. That's it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that's all are you that's robbing. All, that's all banks have, dude. I mean, yeah, I know everyone's <laughs> using cards now. But no, still. banks don't have more than five grand on hand. Really? Any bank, unless it's like a huge, like a flagship one. You have to, if you want more than that much money, you have to like tell a bank in advance so they can get the money sent to them. I always thought it'd be funny if you were to rob a place. Like, Cause no one's being robbed now. Cause no one has cash. Like they're like, give me all your money. Like we got to insert your chip. He goes, all right. <laughs> like, like, it, says, it says waiting for cashier. She goes, all right, can I have you just sign? It's, you just have to sign. You have a square a plugged thing, into the tip like, of your gun. Okay, request me as your Lyft driver and then add the tip <laughs> as the money I'm robbing you. <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, Postmates in your mugging. Uh, so he now felt totally justified in his plan. This cemented it. Timothy Oliphanted it. <laughs> He's justified. <laughs> <laughs> that was. That's I liked it. Funny, that was very funny. Uh, he posted a Craigslist ad. Sure. Soliciting day laborers for a landscaping job. Okay. The instructions of the ad were very ins- specific. Applicants were told to gather in. In a spot in the Bank of America parking lot, right between the Bank of America and the Jack in the Box, at 11 a.m. The author of the post, someone 
from the Clean Monroe Beautification Project went on. So he's trying to make it look like he's hiring people for, God, I need water. <laughs> I'm to that point where I can, I can audibly hear how dry my mouth is. Uh, yeah, and delivery. Go ahead. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> just, just a cup. Just tap it for me, Grace. Just tap me. Just, just tap, tap it in. Um, so the post went on. All workers must purchase safety glasses or equivalent eye protection, ventilator mask, yellow safety vest, long sleeves, and no shorts, along with proper foot protection. No okay. shorts. After applying, each man received an email from the supervisor telling him to show up wearing a blue shirt. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm. Is he, he should have robbed a Best Buy with all these people in blue shirts. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been the way to do it. If a project manager is not there, it concluded, do not leave. <laughs> This guy's basically just starting, like, he's doing, like, an improv everywhere sketch. <laughs> <laughs> and the pay was to be twenty eight fifty an hour, so, like, hell yeah. Yeah, I knew that. They were fucking down. Craigslist job. I'm oh, sure. Yeah. I have. It's bad. Oh, no. Nothing bad, bad. Now, this ad was posted uh, a week before the robbery. So, on September 29th, the night before the crime... Anthony couldn't sleep. He got out of bed at 5.30 a.m. before Emily or his, his girls. The other kid's been born, dude. Jesus Christ. Fuck, dog. He has two kids. When one's like an infant. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Don't do this. Just get a job. I know. I kind of like him. Not Anthony, bad. just get a job. <laughs> Please don't rob this bank, man. Looking at his family sleep peacefully, he... He had a moment where he felt like he wanted to quit. He didn't want to go to the bank. He wanted to be himself again. He wanted to get a job. He wanted to be a father. But it was too late. The planning had taken over. By now, he had already placed the Craigslist ad looking for landscapers, and that, to him, was the final step. So now he's, like, brought in other people. They were going to be arriving in a few hours. He couldn't call them off, and the armored car would follow. Well, have you ever been at a Craigslist gig canceled? They will do it, <laughs> like a yeah. couple hours before. <laughs> he's being very professional for these day laborers he's going to rob a bank with. <laughs> <laughs> like, and who, by the way, he, does, he seemingly has no intention of paying. Did, well, you get, hey, I'm just saying, you get labeled a flake in the day labor industry, <laughs> it won't work with you ever again. Yeah. So Anthony had a friend pick him up okay. and drop him off at the bank. Weird. He changed into his landscaping Weird outfit. Involve another person in this. Just yeah, he involves like a he's bunch like so of people. He's so smart in some ways yeah. and so not smart yes, in others. Yes, he's terrible at compartmentalizing his intelligence. It's awful. And then he, he started pulling weeds. Another great Jenji Cohen show. <laughs> and waiting. All right. And after a little while, about a dozen day laborers arrived and stood waiting in the parking lot. They were all dressed identically 
to Anthony. That's right. so smart. Right, because they're they're ready to go. Yeah, and they all and he's wearing the same yeah. shit as them. This yeah. this is the moment that like the movie cold open starts. You know what I mean? Like there's a, it's on this day labor. This is where the lead. article. This like, is where the, the GQ shot, article you know? starts. Yeah, I shit yeah, you yeah. not. We, we pan out and there's like 14 other guys dressed exactly like this me. This is just What's snatched, dude. No, but for real, that is the David dude, Kushner article, right, word bro? for word. Hey! Yeah. Really? Essentially. So as the men waited for anybody to arrive, Anthony was still killing weeds, working hard. He kept working. He continued working until exactly 11.05. When a Brinks armored truck rolled up to the Bank of America, and the messenger got out, started wheeling bags of cash to the bank, Anthony stopped doing what he was doing. He had uh, his pesticide sprayer, and he just tossed it aside. He it's not grabbed the mace. The, that would have been the no. He thing grabbed to put the mace in. Yeah. Here's what he did do, though. He held the can of bear mace like a football, uh-huh. and then sprinted, <laughs> sprinted towards him. Just knocked him out with the can. Didn't even use it. Yeah. <laughs> So when he was just uh, a few feet away from him, he he bear maced him. Fuck yeah. okay. Like he straight up bear maced him. The guard dropped to the ground and Anthony grabbed two bags of cash, each worth about $400,000. Holy okay. shit. Yeah. Okay, that's how much money. He then sprinted off into the woods. Whole plan took about 30 seconds. So he's right. nailing it. So him, like, sprinting, bear macing cash in the woods, 30 seconds. He makes it two steps and his fucking ACL just... <laughs> oh, that's so funny. <laughs> oh, fatal God. Flaw. It's, it's like his Achilles heel. Yeah. Achilles wow. heel. <laughs> Yo, this is a movie, man. This is a movie. It's rules. Okay, so he's in the... So does he get to the inner tube? Uh, Yeah. <laughs> My system of tubes. He did, he gets though. He the fish tube, and he just fish tubes out of there. Robbing a bank and then going through the fish tube. He did manage to fumble one of the bags, though. <laughs> okay. So he only got away with 400000 Oh, How do All you right. fumble a bag? Yeah. That sucks. Well, okay. Just like a ref. Better to get away with half than get caught with ball. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, Better. he had practice with the bear mace of running with a ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a wide receiver, man. Yeah, come on, man. I can fumble. Yeah, so he, he dropped it. The police arrived within a few minutes. They surveyed the parking lot that was filled with landscapers, all matching the thief's description. Uh-huh. All counting stacks of money, like that dude dropped a bag of fucking money. <laughs> One of the detectives shouted, "We just got scammed!" Uh-huh. That was actually super smart to do the day laborers. This was a That's, good... Yeah, yeah. This was actually low-key a good heist. I mean, he got caught because his friend drove him for sure, but yeah. like... <laughs> Enter Detective Tim Buzz Buzzle. Enter Detective Pikachu. <laughs> <laughs> Detective Buzzard is the coolest fucking... That rules Buzzle. So hard. What? Buzzle. Buzzle? Oh, yeah, it's not buzzard. cool. No, it's... it's it's cute. It's actually cute. precious. Buzzle is a little cute. Buzzle. He sounds like buzzle. a little baby. <laughs> uh, so with a team of canines, they ran down behind the strip mall 
where the crook was last spotted. Along the gravel leading the, to the woods, they found a trail of discarded items, a blue cap, a long brown wig, a white particle mask, sunglasses. All his shit. And then two people fucking. <laughs> with, his, with his DNA on it, probably. Yes, yes, sir. Yes. I just yes, like the was. detective being like, oh, and he had fashion. <laughs> <laughs> this cap with that shirt? Wonderful. <laughs> it's Detective Tan France. <laughs> Did he even front talk? <laughs> Did he even front There was this story that Emma was trying to tell me about for the podcast that's just a brutal murder, and I was like, no. No, I'm okay. But uh, one part of it that was crazy, it went unsolved for the longest time, despite the fact that uh, they found the car of the victim, and it was filled with enough blood for him to have been dead. And then they found uh, in the the last people who were seen with him, uh, who were definitely who did it, uh, their apartment was also covered in blood. Wait, what happened? <laughs> a man was different totally was different. A different story? Yeah, no, that just was just something fun that. Yeah. I like. All just zoned out hard. <laughs> yeah, no, I was like, yo, wait, he died? No. I don't remember what point made me bring this up, but I love the idea that for 30 years these people got away with it, despite the fact that, like. Everything they owned was covered. Oh, and the, okay, that's why, because the DNA. DNA, they did find Anthony's DNA, but it wasn't on record, so they couldn't match it. Now, this was in a time where as soon as they had matching DNA, they could match it, but. In this case, what was funny is they both of those DNAs matched, but they were just like, huh. Weird. Jesus. Wow. What a shame. So Anthony, so, so the detectives are after him. They're yeah. Those woods. They tested his DNA. No well, they found, they found the particle mask, and that's taken as evidence. Present that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for picking up on that funny. I still, I still haven't heard it. I don't know you have. Okay, so after an hour of searching, they had helicopters circling overhead. They found nothing of Anthony. They found yeah. his system of, of inner tubes going up the creek. Um, great till they gotta be great. <laughs> uh, they found specifically uh, 200 yards downstream uh, under concrete pillars and uh, like abandoned train garbage uh an inner tube okay it was decorated with a picture of a bee next to the word hornet this is a yeah. cute fun little inner yeah, tube yeah. It's like a and he's tube. being tracked by tim buzz buzzle i was about to say yeah it's a little bug thing going how cute it's a little bug thing it's like he knew he was taunting him it's like this whole thing was written by jerry seinfeld now, a few feet away from that, a blue shirt and two-way radio had been tossed on the creek's bank. Buzz and his partner, Detective Barry Hatch, a former Detective scuba instructor, a former scuba instructor, yeah, scuba instructor turned detective. The classic story. They just kind of stared around the woods. They looked everywhere. Anthony had disappeared. He was fucking gone. They had oh, no yeah. clue who did this or where he was. Buzz and Barry pursued the case late into the night of the robbery. Patching together strange clues, they were able to swipe DNA from the particle mask, but there was nothing matching it. Uh, they replayed the few seconds of grainy surveillance tape from the Bank of America, which caught the perp as he pepper sprayed the guard. 
Seemed to be a young guy, about six feet tall, white, but with a mask that obscured his face. With every passing moment, the money he stole could be dwindling away. They were fucking... Oh. They were scratching their heads. They oh, were... And then the homeless guy. Yeah. Uh-oh. You know what? Well... The homeless guy in the beginning. I like that, like, you... <laughs> have actually respectfully listened to this story and kept a track of what is going on. Yeah. And Grace is over here like, wait, what homeless guy? Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm very, invest- very much invested. Thank you. <laughs> so the next day... We're going to become friends. Yeah. <laughs> the next day, one the of the patrol sergeants... The bank is right here. Paul, I'm going to take you guys. I need some of those floaties... Yeah. I want noodles. Yeah. I like noodle floaties, but the ones that have a shark face. Yeah. yeah. It is funny to think about him like robbing someone and then putting on those like shark uh, goggles. Oh my god, I love yeah. those. Robbery, robbery, robbery. <laughs> so the next day, one of the patrol sergeants uh, said something about an odd visit he had received a few weeks before. A city his, worker. His name was Larry Brick or something really <laughs> stupid like the other one. The city worker had stopped by the station to tell him about some homeless guy who had found a disguise in a radio near the bank. It wasn't much of a lead, they thought. No one from the force followed up on it. None of them. Eventually, though, Barry and Buzz were running out of options. They'd, so they, they tried nothing first, I guess. They got what was clearly a lead, and they were yeah. like, nah, that can't be it. Right. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so they scoured old notes and visitor logs, searching for anything filed at the time. Then they found the actual report. The report had come in on September 9th, three weeks before the robbery, from Randy Osh. A public, a public works employee who had been fixing a sewer near the bank. When they reached Osh minutes later, he didn't have much to go on. The homeless guy had a beard, I think, and a dog. That was, that was his quote. Yeah, yeah. Barry knew just... Narrows it down. <laughs> Barry knew exactly what they needed to encourage the witness. Money. A sandwich. Burgers. Yeah, okay, there we go. They drove to a nearby McDonald's, then east to Sultan, a foggy small town. Why didn't they go to Jack in the Box? That's it's what I was right across right. right. yeah. yeah. <laughs> the street. What the fuck are you going to McDonald's? It's right there. The Jack dude. in the Box is hot. <laughs> By the way, I'm about to try the new Popeye sandwich today. <laughs> yeah? Have you heard about it? Yeah. We almost yeah. tried it, but uh, the line was too We tried to, but the line was outside and it was so it hot. Was out the door and I was like, I'm not waiting in line for a woke-ass Twitter sandwich. <laughs> a woke-ass Twitter sandwich. That is so funny. <laughs> I got to try it. I got I to gotta find a Popeye's. I got my hands on the Popeye's. Yeah. It's, it's taken me a minute to get there, but... You think there's a line there? I don't know. There was yesterday. Oh, I saw people posting pictures uh, where Popeye's just had posted, like... Signs that you could tell they desperately scribbled like they were fighting a crowd that just said, We don't have sandwich, chicken sandwich. I don't know. No chicken sandwich. 
Ouch! I saw. They're out. I saw. They're out, picture, dog. I saw a picture of a Popeyes employee on their break, and they were like head in their hands, like, <laughs> smoking a cigarette. And it was like Man. this older black lady, and the caption was like, "Y'all gonna kill him." <laughs> I wish I invested in Popeyes stock. Fucking <laughs> two weeks ago, right? <laughs> Honestly, I had yeah. Uh, so they went to uh, Salton. It was a foggy small town off the Snohomish River where it was, it was a, a local homeless encampment, I guess. Uh, they went there and they just started going up to people saying, we're looking for a guy with a dog and a beard. Uh, they they said this. Speak to the king. <laughs> Exactly what I say when I'm like trying to find my next man. Yeah. I'm like, he's got to have a beard. He's got to have a dog. Those are the two things. They keep being like, he's got to be over six foot. Yeah. <laughs> and this is swipe lap. Just one of the most incredibly degrading things I've ever heard anybody do. So they asked this. Smoking that cigarette for four hours. Like that, <laughs> that cigarette has not went down. Is that a real cigarette? <laughs> Say it, dude. He's like, Don't I you. haven't seen that cigarette like lose a uh, thing. Yeah, it's a prop. Yeah, <laughs> Doug Stanhope with an iPad. Yeah, <laughs> it does make it better. He has an iPad, a rose gold iPad. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty. It's pretty. It's a pretty color. It's pretty. Okay, so he would he would ask people the question, and you know they would be like, uh, I don't know. And then they said that they would reach into the bag, pull out a burger, and get the information. So just like the most the disgusting Jesus fucking, like... And, and what's terrible is that, like, at any point, these cops could be, like, on their way home and, like, I'm going to go drop off a bag of burgers at the homeless people that I oh, know yeah. want them desperately. But yeah. instead, they're just like, ah, wait till I need some info. So, uh, I'm, I'm like... And yeah, insanely addicted to this story. So he gives them burgers. <laughs> then what the fuck happens? Yeah, what happens? Well, five burgers later. <laughs> he had negotiated his way to the base of a small overpass off Highway 2 near an empty school bus. Outside a white and blue tent, he found a, a, a ragged-looking older man with a long beard, a mangy dog snoozing by his side. The man looked up from his crossword puzzle at the cops and smiled wide. It's about time you got here, he said in a backwoods drawl. Hell yeah! I love him. This dude rules. He's like a fucking This is the homeless guy? Yep. This guy rules. It's about damn time. (laughs) His name is Alan Dean. Alan Dean. A real strong name. That's a strong name. Strong name for a good man. It's a good Uh name for a detective. The homeless guy should be named Buzz. (laughs) What the fuck? So, he had read about the manhunt in the papers and was waiting for the cops to track him down. This homeless guy is very plugged into the community. <laughs> He's really like a finger on the pulse. He's doing crosswords and shit. He lives in a school bus. This guy rules. I feel like he already solved the crime. I don't know. I just feel like yeah. he knows who did it. Yeah, yeah. So, go on. Uh, well, uh, he was originally from the Ozarks. He was 53 years old. His face was dirty. It was 
I don't like descriptive language. Yeah. <laughs> I mean to take it out, I but I never do. It... <laughs> well, because I do want to talk about Alan because he's okay. lovely. He's, he's lovely. wonderful. Um, so he'd been on the street since losing his job as a framer due to a heart condition in the mid-90s. Framer? Oh, no. God damn it. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> he'd been hoping to save up enough money to buy a car and drive back to Arkansas to see his kids, but... He had been unable to, yeah, and he has been since the mid-90s, so this has been close to 20 years. Yeah, right. Like, it's... But he's not robbing banks. It was like 10 or 15 years. Yeah, he's not robbing banks. He's just framing people. (laughs) Well, see, before the recession hit, Dean says he had been making as much as $200 a day panhandling around Monroe. But now, see, the recession hit everybody deep. He's only making $50 a day. Sounds like comedy. (laughs) (laughs) To keep his mind alert, he buys and reads two newspapers every day, completing the crosswords on his own. I never miss a day, he says. Mm. Well, he doesn't have much else going on, does he? <laughs> Fuck is, he off. is he swamped at work? I mean, <laughs> like, cool, but. Don't. Dean's sweet and lovely. <laughs> Just fucking bagging on uh, Dean told Barry how he'd been begging in the mall near the Bank of America when he spotted the radio behind the dumpster. Dean had just picked it up because he was like oh tight somebody's throwing out a radio i'm down um but then he noticed some more stuff near it a particle mask a dark wig sunglasses a can of mace he was immediately like oh nah nah not gonna touch that see he had been convicted of a felony before for uh the homeless guy yes because he had illegally chopped down trees. And that's why I can't get jobs. Right. So he basically... He chopped down trees probably for fucking firewood for warmth. Sure, sure, yeah. And he got a felony off of it. So now, like, he finds this and he is actually worried that he's going to now be implicated yeah. in a crime because he knows his fingerprints are in the database. Like, they... Of that, of that, uh, that fake outfit that the guy threw Yeah. The well, and he picked up the radio, and he knew the radio was associated with those things. So he was like, oh, no. Yeah. So he's like, he's a little worried about that. Um, so fearing that his fingerprints were on the radio, he ran up to Osh, the, the city worker who was working on the sewer. And he said to him, uh, he told him what he'd found, told him about what was behind the, the bank. And he said, you going to call the law or am I? Okay. Okay. He, he didn't call the law, but Osh did. Uh, Dean figured that was it after that, uh, until that same day when he found that stuff, he saw a silver SUV pull up behind the dumpster, and a young guy jumped out to retrieve the pile of goods. Now, remember that conversation that... Uh, Anthony just brushed off and was like, ah, whatever, it's fine. Here's what that conversation was. Dean yelled, hey, dude, I wouldn't mess with that stuff. I called the law and they're coming to pick it up. Who's, uh, Dean's the homeless guy? Yeah. He said this to Anthony? Yes, this is the the day that Anthony... You're burned, you gotta find a new location, bud. Yeah. So he's basically admitting, he's saying, hey, the guy that probably robbed the bank, I spoke to someone and this is probably him. Well, at this point, we're just recounting, like, the conversation yeah. that happened between Anthony and him. But, yes, now he is... Dean saw everything. 
He Dean got yeah, his yeah. fucking license plate. Dean watched he him get the this stuff. <laughs> yeah, Dean wrote it down. He's got his fucking newspaper and his crossword. Ah, uh, so he wrote down the license yeah. plate. Yeah, Dean so was like, what's plate. a seven-letter word for... Fan. I don't know, fucking snitch. Aww. <laughs> I love Dean. Uh, but he said, uh, I called the law. They're coming to pick it up. Anthony replied, what'd you do that for? I feel that. Dean responded, well, look at it. Anyone in his neighbor knows what that's for. Anyone in his neighbor. Right, totally. Yeah, he goes, bro, you're trying to rob a bank, man. So, of course, I'm going to call the police. Fuck you. Dude, I'm homeless, and I know what yeah. that shit's up to. Anthony stared at the stuff for a moment, then picked it up and drove away. Dean should have offered him money. Dean grabbed his crossword pen and wrote it down. In a crossword. The, the license plate yeah, number. filled yeah. in the end. That's what I was imagining. Oh, and then, That's actually, so he called the tag numbers into the police. Right. So he did. He called. Yeah. He reported that too. The car was registered to Emily Curcio. Mm-hmm. His wife. His wife. His high school sweetheart and wife. High school wife heart and sweet. <laughs> Turned out uh, one of the cops had gone to school with Anthony also. So when, when uh, Buzz and Barry showed the guy a picture of the robber he looked at the way he was holding the bear mace when he was running and the cop was like well anthony's an athlete there's a strong possibility that's him jesus christ oh my poor anthony i just love him robbing a bank with good form (laughs) it's the form that fucked him it's because he was such a natural athlete that he was definitely screwed but yeah that's crazy yeah, um, those weren't all enough to convict him, though. All of that, they, they still needed to confirm the DNA. They wanted the DNA match with the particle mask. So they had to figure out a way to bust Anthony with the money. The problem was, though, that Anthony had seemingly disappeared. The wife doesn't know where he is? They, well... I'm listening. After spending months... Plotting the heist, Anthony never considered uh, what he would do if he uh, succeeded. Presumably, he would just not lose his house and try to get a job and go back to normal life. But no, no, no. Uh, instead, after he after he got away from his inner tube, he, you know, he got his wet shirt, got got rid of his wet shirt, and then got. Picked up by a friend again. He has like three or four friends pick him up throughout hey man, this. Hey man, why, why don't you have a shirt on? Like how I dropped you off. Seemingly, at, the bank? at least a couple of them were in on it because he did store money at one of their houses. Okay. All right. But it was a bringer robbery. He had to bring five. Hilarious. <laughs> 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 That's so funny. He wound up going to his real estate office. Like, immediately after, that's where he got dropped off so that he could use the phone. And the reason he did this was it was, like, right next to the police station. So he, he was like, they'll never know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm calling for I mean, he's covering his bases the best he can. Like, I, yeah. so, I mean, he really, I don't know how much more base covering this guy can really do. Like, he's really, really very methodical. So, yeah. I, I think the problem is he has too much base. You know, <laughs> he's great at covering his bases. He's got way too many bases going. Yeah, there's a lot of bases. Yeah, and honestly, that's really what it is. There's too many bases for him to cover, and honestly, that alone is sloppy. Yeah, that's what yeah. the sloppy part. Yeah. 
he then got a ride to a motel where another buddy was waiting. They threw the now wet money on the bed, counted it, then they stashed it. Then Anthony drove home to try to go back to normal life. Uh, his wife had seen news of the bank robbery, but she didn't yeah. have any reason to associate him with it or think that he was part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he tried to keep up the charade for the following days. Uh, he moved the money to a friend's warehouse where he set up a makeshift office that he decorated with crime movie posters. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. I love that. Just like him under a Scarface poster with a comically large pile of cocaine. (laughs) Uh, The new Ocean's 8 because he's a feminist. When uh, one day while his family was out, he brought the money now molding and wet back to his house and popped it in the dryer with a few (laughs) fabric softener sheets. Oh, no, he destroyed the money. No. No, he just dried it. Okay. It's all fine. Uh, Emily had never considered her husband being a part of the crime, but she knew something was going up. He was acting as distant as he had in college when he was going through. your clothes? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Right? (laughs) Fucking, I'm drying it. (laughs) We're burning through dryer sheets, honey. Yeah. (laughs) What a fixed income, baby. Shut up! Stop nagging me! Uh, She became worried that he might be back on drugs, and his reaction to it was just to freak the fuck out because he was on drugs. Honey, have you seen the jet ski? (laughs) (laughs) Honey, have you seen my fake mask? (laughs) Groundskeeper. And a blue shirt. Yeah, and uh, And a blue shirt here. Uh, so finally she had had enough of it and she asked him to leave. Mm-hmm. She, she wanted to be separated for some time. And so just when the investigation had started, uh, Anthony had gone to Vegas hey. with $30,000. Mm-hmm. He hit the road with a few friends. Because mm-hmm. why not? Actually, it's smart of him to limit it. I thought he was going to bring all of it. Yeah, I think <laughs> well, so, so, so he, like, he, he went with a small portion of it. <laughs> About, about 10%, close to 10%. Uh, he rented rooms at the Playboy and hired a guide for 2500 a night to get them into clubs like LAX, Playboy, The Moon. One of them is just called The Moon, and I so hope that he was just like, yeah, take us to the moon. <laughs> uh, they even uh, went to a party for Jessica Simpson's single release. Mm-hmm. Then back at the rooms, they... Partied into the early morning hours. Mm-hmm. They, they got hookers, guys. Yeah. 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 <laughs> what else would you do in Vegas? Uh, one night, Anthony was alone in his giant hotel suite waiting for his friends to arrive, and he just he started to really take in everything that he had done, you know? Mm-hmm. He had mixed emotions as his friends... And after the blowjob ended, he asked her. <laughs> <laughs> As his friends poured into the suite, uh, yeah. he suddenly got this idea into his, uh, his head, and he, he yelled for everyone to watch him. In the middle of the room, there was this coffee table. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. 
And he said, I bet you I can clear that thing in one jump. Nobody said you couldn't, Anthony. Oh, his ACL's gonna fuck him. He backed up and ran on his, and this is from the article, ran on his shitty knee and jumped. On his shitty knee? Yeah. You called it a shitty knee? Yes. It is wild that this is the third time his knee has fucked him in this story. Like, oh, I want to say that's a shitty knee. I guess it's not. I guess he just factually has a shitty knee. Yeah. Um, so he broke his uh, wrist and elbow. Right. Leg was fine. But, like, he ate shit. He jumped and he just ate shit. And his friends were all like, uh, okay, dude. Yeah. We getting, th- this is getting Like, you already weird. bought us a hotel room. That but was I tight. Know, I know why he did that. I think well, it's very obvious why he did that. Why? So, this guy's in this moment of feeling, like, very reckless. And he goes, what have I done? Like, like he's honestly, he looked back on what he did. And he used that as an example to be like, his mind is like, what else can you get away with? Like, he's basically in this drunken state. That's a really interesting okay. thing. Yeah, so it's, like a, it's almost like... It's a almost, mania where he's... Yeah, it's almost like, you know, like when I've, uh, I've seen someone, uh, like, not get a part, like a friend of mine who's, like, uh-huh. getting, like, like, weeks of callback and they didn't get it. And they're like... And then I, I call him. I'm like, what are you doing? They're like, oh, I'm about to go to the strip club today. And I'm like, why? And he goes, I don't know. I just feel like going. And I'm like, oh, I see what's behind that. It's like okay. you feel you're like, I need to do something. So this is a very impulsive decision yeah. on his end. I do love that and same translation, though. You don't get a part and you're like, I can still jump over this table. Yeah, yeah, honestly. Like, this is like, his, he, he's, this is, I, I understand the psychology behind that decision. Yeah. Okay. And, and this is, uh, it's actually a very interesting point that, yeah. like, about what people do. When they feel these things and feel these, yeah, it does seem like in a weird way feels backed into a corner. I'm sure. Oh, totally. Because he knows he knows his time is up, which is why this article even came out. I wonder if uh, at this point, if he feels that his time is up, or if there's some part of them that on top of it, yeah, also feels like a state of grandeur. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like I'm sure he absolutely goes back and forth, but I do think there's got to be some time where he's like, "I am the king of the fucking world." Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I was. I was in Miami and I was, we were filming this movie and then I was talking to this this dude and he's a homie of some musicians. So he's like the musician's homie, but like he's basically like, he goes, I aggregate girls for them and like I like get VIP service for them. Basically, I'm like their assistant when it comes to like them partying. They come to Miami, they talk to me. Oh my God. He's like this guy for all these celebrities, right? Jeez. And then he said that there was a point where he was like one of the rappers or whoever the fuck I think I'm pretty sure he said it was, it was, it was a I can't remember which musician he said but that's not important but he basically let's say T-Pain yeah <laughs> <laughs> we'll indict T-Pain. and he said the guy was basically saying he was like I one having sex with one woman doesn't excite me anymore I need to have three or four women and like this guy's basically saying that he's so desensitized that yeah. he basically is like what else can I get away with can I get six women to have sex with me can I get eight can I like in this this insane, insane tornado of just there's you got, just you gotta, twelve women on top of him as a single tear pours yeah, down his saying. face. Like, you, you, like you this guy's gotta jump out before you become clearly, Epstein because that's the next stop. And, and this is how like a lot of these Saudi princes and like these like like royalty yeah. are. 
they basically are, had everything they want and they're like, what else can I have? Yeah. yeah. You know, which is why they like, you know, they'll like fly women out and like humiliate them and pay them or like they'll fly like they like like they fly children with Epstein was doing yeah. like with underage girls. He basically this guy had so much money. He's like, what else can I do? And he's having yeah. sex with 14 year old women. Brian Vokey always says that fame makes you buy and power makes you a pedophile. <laughs> I'm like, yo, that's fame so makes you buy so funny. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, this is some Epstein shit. Yeah. He, he's basically yeah, that, that same thing. Away, you you yeah. have so much money, you basically you lose your mind. So he exactly. basically is not Jumping over the table is like the first, like that's. The first, the first sign straw of a pedophile. And you're going to become Epstein one day if you just yeah. continue on this path. Uh, and now Anthony did uh, go to a hospital and then uh, keep partying for a couple days. Mm-hmm. A, a Vegas hospital? They just want to get you back out there to party. I yeah. bet he got Vicodin, oh, no. dude. Uh, so after, after like a week or two, he returned to Monroe. Emily took him back. She was fucking over right. everything yeah. and was just like, yeah, sure. Uh, she asked why his arm was in a sling. He said he'd hurt himself playing basketball. She's not very cheery for a cheerleader. Right. <laughs> kind of a downer. Uh, he told her that he had, while he was away, uh, done a real estate deal and come into some cash. So they weren't going to have to face foreclosure or move or give up on their dreams. She had a baby shower coming up. Is this baby born or not? Is there a third one? She had a baby shower coming up. Oh, I thought you were reading it. <laughs> <laughs> he comes home. He doesn't know. He's like, wait, you're pregnant again? I was gone four days. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so he gave her money to get the house ready for the baby shower. Mm. Uh, he wanted to get them a car. He wanted to make things right. You know, this was yeah. seemingly, he, he seemed like he was... Other than his broken arm and shit, to Emily, it seemed like he was doing better. He's doing hookers. On November 3rd. (laughs) Which is, I guess, doing better. (laughs) Her name was Butter. (laughs) Her name was Butter. He was doing Butter. (laughs) Doing Butter. That's funny. On November 3rd, 2008, he drove in his new Range Rover. Purchased under a friend's name. Mm-hmm. To the parking lot of a Target in Monroe. No. He had arranged a money drop with a buddy. Oh, that's going to rob another place. $17,000 cash. It's going to rob a Target that's now. A, yeah. <laughs> How do you go from that to I mean, Target? I mean, that's we a just need name. some of those Martha Stewart mixers, yeah. baby. <laughs> His next Target. His Target. His target. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's too into They'll puns. never <laughs> expect me. It's just the same dude doing crosswords outside the Target, like, well, well, well. Yeah. <laughs> hey, when you go to Target, wanting only one thing to rob the whole me. place. <laughs> about time. Yeah, that was a very good line reading. Huh? <laughs> uh, so he got out of the car, and he saw the cops closing in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Buzz and Barry yelled at him, both carrying AR-15s. Yeah, I, 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 would, I would believe that. Buzz and Barry. Sounds like boys and I just love that, like, I knew, yeah, he's a bank robber, and they yeah, have had to pursue him. Thing, so they're but like, like, bro, this is a high priority. Like, Yeah, definitely. But, like, also, he only used bear mace, and these guys are just taking any opportunity. They're like, we can break out the big ones. For well, this. however, however, if you got to look at it like this, like, this guy basically robbed a bank, and basically they know that this guy, his options are, like, 
very minimal. Yeah. So they know that he's either going to kill himself or kill other oh, people. Oh, yeah. It's absolutely justified. yourself yeah. with bear However, yeah. this guy, all we know about, all the detectives know about his M.O. is that he uses hella body doubles. So for them to yeah. bring AK-47s is pretty balls. Well, he had 47 <laughs> body doubles. Yeah. Okay. So, AKA 47. AKA 47. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny to think of them bringing their own body doubles and having all yeah, the body they doubles also bring body fight doubles. each other. So, so, so they... 16 cops. Well, all the body doubles catch the body doubles. Yeah. As you recall, so they had been... Them. They'd been trying to get DNA to match to the particle mask. Mm. The FBI had been called in. He used a flash bomb to rob a bank. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> they break out of the Harlem shape. Yeah. They're, they're just distracted. Guys, we're going to do a flash rob. <laughs> a flash rob! A flash rob. Joke of the pot. That's so funny. They saw the backpack kid. <laughs> he puts the money in his backpack. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so uh, the FBI had been trailing him for a little while before this, uh, and he had gone to a gas station and thrown away a Gatorade bottle, and the FBI was like, yeah. <laughs> the FBI just watching him try to jump that fucking table. Yeah. <laughs> fucking nice, dude. Yeah, they arrest him for having no fucking hops. <laughs> uh, the Gatorade bottle he'd been using to spit his chew out uh-huh. into, so there was plenty of DNA. Yeah, right. Um, God, that poor DNA analysis guy. <laughs> Somebody's fucking Gatorade chew bottle. He's like, God, I hate my chew. I wish I'd robbed. How many bank. socks of jizz do I have? <laughs> <laughs> is the worst job ever. God, how many leg casts do I have? To- leg casts. <laughs> oh my God. My sock jizz. Couches soaked in wife blood. Do I have to fucking look at? I'm just testing the hooker. Half man, half sock. (laughs) They were able to pin it on him. And uh, when they confronted him with AR-15s, he got on his knees and said, said, this is slander. Do you know who my parents are? Uh, Yeah, any part of you that might have been rooting for Anthony throughout the rest of the story before that, at that point, you're just like, oh. Yeah, I knew his parents were rich. (laughs) Yeah. Who were his parents? Uh, They're not anybody special. They're just rich rich people people in a small community. And then basically. In this town, they probably are important on some level. He was like the golden boy of the town. He's in prison now, still, though, right? Nope. No way. Uh, throughout the duration of his sentence, Curcio wrote and illustrated over 20 children's books. Oh, my God. Including one aimed at children of incarcerated parents titled, My Daddy's in Jail. Okay. The goal of the book is actually like pretty sweet. It's to like help kids deal with what it means so to have a parent book? in jail. Yeah, he wrote and illustrated. I guess he learned how to draw. Just Dr. And Seuss how long was he in jail, about- though? Not too long. I think maybe because... This was in 2008, and he's been out for at least four or five years. And he's still basically, so, so basically he had to give the money yeah. back. Daddy joined yeah. a gang for protection. Yo, his parents, honestly, like that. Oh my God, bro. People are yeah. doing this. He, uh, he wrote a way book. Way less, and they, their lives are fucked. He wrote like a book about 
the experience in his life called Heist and High, which is where a lot of the uh, articles yeah. were like talking about or promoting it. Now, but like, how many people do you know that are like fucking bullshit weed charges or something that served like longer than that? Right. Dean Allen. Yeah, the homeless guy. He got nine years for panhandling. <laughs> They're like, well, you told us you were panhandling. Dean Allen received a reward. Oh, dude, fuck yeah. Which he used to buy himself a Nissan Pathfinder. Yeah, he's going to see his kids. He plans to drive back to his family in the Ozarks and get off the streets for good. I to cry. That's oh, so cute. yeah. Dean got his ending. thing. What a great ending. Yeah, yeah, bro. This is a great fuck. This was a great movie. Like this is like, <laughs> like this was like a really cool like story like uh, I yeah this is beautiful it's kind of a beautiful ending on all fronts yeah. like he ended up writing these these stories that might help another kid yeah deal with their parents and then like the homeless guy ended up like everyone kind of won in this yeah I mean those day labor I don't know about Emily to, they did clear their whole day everyone won. <laughs> <laughs> One except for the guy who did the DNA testing. <laughs> he never wins. He's a true loser. <laughs> oh, well, uh, guys, you can uh, follow uh, me on Instagram at Danger Anderson, and, or that's on Twitter, and then on Instagram at Kyle Anderson Comedy. Uh, you can follow our monthly show, Kids in the Yard Show, uh, on Instagram. Uh, it's the third. It's going to be September twenty first. Uh, it's going to be the next one. If you're in the L.A. area, come check it out. We're going to be part of the uh, Southland Comedy Festival uh, in 2020. Hell yeah, uh, January, we so we're really, really excited about that, to have the venue be part of that. Um, Mitch? Um, uh, you can find me on everything at Mitch Holloman. We have a monthly show that we do here in Burbank called Really Very. And uh, in September, we're going to be on the 27th. And in October, we're going to be on the 25th. So both going to be fun and headliners to be announced. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Grass Toad. On Instagram as gtod321. And they just announced the other stuff. Yeah, Paula Leah, E-L-I-A. Instagram, Twitter. Baby. Yeah. Go find Paul, baby. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>